Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Stacey, hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Emma Louise. Thank you so much for having me. So before we hit record, we this always happens. We started just to chat and map out what we're going to talk about and then got into a really interesting discussion. And I'm like, oh, we should have hit record. But one of the things that came out of it is that we have the same clients and the same audience, introverts, highly sensitive and empathic. So I really love that because I've had obviously so many ambitious introverts on here. I've had people that work with introverts. I've had people that work specifically with highly sensitives, but I've never had anyone else that works with all three. Yeah. It's so interesting to me as well, because when I found you, I was like, oh my gosh, this person like focuses on the same audience. And I hadn't found anyone prior to that who focused on that audience. So with you, focusing on the marketing and visibility aspects, I I look at that and go, oh, like this is what I needed two and a half years ago when I really got serious about bringing the business online. And I realized that a lot of the, I'm going to say issues and in inverted commas, um, because I don't really think they are, but a, a lot of the challenges that I had were really down to me being introverted and highly sensitive and empathic. I was absorbing a lot of other people's energy. I was getting very overwhelmed because too much time on tech overwhelms me because I'm highly sensitive and my nervous system goes bah. Um, and, you know, being introverted in a mark in a world where in the online coaching space, I'm going to say where marketing is can be quite aggressive and can be quite extrovert and masculine focused. So um, I needed you then, but Listening to that, is this a common story? Oh, yes. It's such a common story. It's a story I hear day in and day out. And probably not ironically, it was the same story I experienced because I had spent 15 years in corporate marketing before I started my business. So I knew how to market. But when it came to marketing myself, I you know, I really struggled at the beginning until I realized it was all about embracing these strengths that no one had really necessarily rewarded in the corporate world. And that's what changed everything for me. And I think that's kind of part of the mindset that changes everything for introvert and highly sensitive entrepreneurs as well. So I think when people either start a business online or they have an offline business and they decide to bring it online, obviously marketing is very different. I mean, the principles are the same, but in the online space, it is very different. So what kind of things do you find that um, our people, I'm going to say us, that we struggle with the most? Yeah, I think one of the biggest struggles that I see is that people struggle to show up on social media. And a few things contribute to that, but 
one of the mindsets that I see out there is people think that social media is the only way to market their business. They think going live or doing reels or being on TikTok is the only way to market. And that's not true. I mean, you can run a successful business without that for sure. So what I coach introverts to do and highly sensitives is to find a way to market your business based on your strengths. So if your strength is writing, focus on writing. You can do so much with that. You can SEO optimize your copy. You can do guest posts for larger blogs. Um, You can write articles. So it's all about focusing on your strengths and finding the activities that match to that versus just taking the advice that you see out there and trying to apply it to your business. I love that you mentioned writing because a while back I had Tara Reed on as a guest and we did an episode all about blogging and she's a coach for introverts as well. And she built her, well, she's built three different businesses now online. And yes, she has a social media presence, but majority of it is from SEO, blogs and Pinterest. Yes, perfect. Those are actually perfect mediums for introverts. Um, But the other thing that might surprise people is you can be an introvert and be an amazing public speaker, or you can be an introvert and enjoy social media. So it's not about, you know, putting yourself in a box. It really is about understanding yourself and playing to those talents that you have. I am someone that, I say this all the time, I don't love doing video But I'm not self-conscious on video. I just find that it feels like an effort sometimes. It feels like a lot of energy to do video. Put me here behind a microphone, having a one-on-one conversation with someone, absolutely fine. So for me, the podcast is the perfect way to market my business. I've heard that a lot from introverts too. They like audio and then the one-on-one connection can be a great way to connect and it just feels more natural for us. It's funny, in my Facebook group, I, I posted a video because I was doing a batch um, day of videos. So I did one just for the group. And I was like, hey, I just thought I'd pop a video in here. And, you know, listen, would you guys like more video? Would you like it if I did like a weekly training or a weekly live or a Q&A or anything like that? And they were like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, is, it, is this that bad? But they, they love long form content. They're like, I really like your blog posts. I really like your long form social media. I really like the podcast. So fine. Because that's what I like to produce. Yes. And isn't that amazing that what you like to produce is what they like to consume? (laughs) So (laughs) usually, you know, it's about finding that sweet spot and realizing, oh, I can just do this thing that I already like to do and my audience will appreciate it as well. So, so important. And I think, especially on the highly sensitive aspect of it, which I'm really glad I found out you work with HSPs as well. So prone to burnout so prone to getting our nervous system frazzled. I mean, I've, I have the kind of prior warning now. I'm looking at the laptop and I feel it, like my eyes are, oh, and my system starts, and like, I need to get outside. I need to like be away from electronics for a little while. But if we're in that state of mind that we have to do social media and we have to turn up at this time every day to do this, it's so bad for our nervous system. Oh, definitely. It's so, yeah, it's so bad for our nervous system and it's so much pressure. And I think anytime we're hearing like, oh, I have to do this or I should do this, you know, that's kind of a sign to maybe pause and and reassess because, you know, you might be going down, you might be going down a path that you don't need to be going down. I think this is going to be a very permission given 
conversation, which I always like when it when it's aimed at, you know, you can be you and you can do the things you like and you can yes. still build a business. You just need to do them intentionally and consistently. Yeah. And you need to own those gifts. I mean, I I probably like many inner introverts and highly sensitives, I don't feel like those qualities were appreciated when I was younger. You know, I was told to be more outgoing or to be less sensitive, right? Like a lot of us. And when we can turn that around and we can recognize these as gifts and we can actually utilize them as gifts, it just, it changes everything and it opens so many opportunities up for us. So we've touched a little bit on the, um, I'm going to say the mechanics of the marketing and, you know, ways that we can really both express ourselves and show up for our audience without completely burning ourselves out. Um, But Let's talk a little bit about the mindset of it, because looking back, I I used to think I had visibility mindset issues, but actually I think a lot of it was that I just didn't feel aligned with the strategies that I was trying to implement. So I so I got really tired. So it's it's an interesting one because I think they're both they're quite intertwined. So I would love your thoughts on that. Yes, you're so you're so so right. I totally agree with you. Mindset is definitely a component because oftentimes we have thoughts in our heads that are limiting us like, you know, I can't be an introvert and be a successful entrepreneur. So their mindset issues are at play for sure, but alignment is such a key piece, meaning you are truly aligned with the work that you're doing. You really believe in it. You know you can help your clients. I mean, nothing can be a substitute for that sense of alignment. And I think the other piece of that, you know, like working on the mindset, working on the alignment is also the strategy. So maybe you're feeling great and you're feeling confident, but you don't know what to say or share with your audience. So that's where the strategy piece really comes into play as well. So for anyone listening that is thinking, oh, I've got, I think I've probably got a little bit of both and I'm, I'm ready. I want to make a, you know, I really want to get started. I want to really grow this, this online business. And I'm not really sure. What would you say is a, I'm going to say in comes again, a safer place to start. If they were going to choose one platform or one medium of marketing, where would be a good place to try first? Yeah. And and I think it's always good to start with one platform. Um, I see a lot of people trying to be on like every platform or do all the marketing and that's not effective even if you enjoy marketing. So yeah, choose one. And I would say choose choose what I would consider the lowest hanging fruit, which means what's easiest for you. So where are you already active? Where are you already participating? What are the things that you're already doing? And how can you double down on that? So you're not starting over and you're not recreating the re- the wheel. So if you're already on Instagram, maybe you're just increasing your presence there and adding some content. If you're already writing, maybe then you try um, pitching a guest post. We have a um, a stack don't switch rule here at Team Ambitious Introvert, and I implement it with my clients as well. So we don't switch. We don't keep switching platforms and switching, trying things. We stack. So we I do one 
until it's a well-oiled machine and a thoroughly embedded habit that you just couldn't imagine not doing because it's just such a part of your routine. And then you add another one and then we get that as a well-oiled. And then maybe you add another one because people say to me, oh, but you're everywhere. You're on Instagram and you're on LinkedIn and you're on Facebook and you've got a Facebook group and you've got a podcast and da, da, da. I'm like, but I started off doing four Instagram posts a week and I didn't even do stories. That was it. And until I could commit to that and then stack on top of it, I didn't do anything else. Yes, I love that. That is such a wonderful method to to do. And I think what people don't realize about marketing is it takes time to get traction. You know, if you just start on Instagram this week, you're not going to probably see the results you want in a couple of weeks, maybe not even in a month. This is something you have to commit to and do over time. And that um, process that you do with your clients makes a lot of sense because it becomes an ingrained habit. And then you can go from there. Do you find a lot of people come to you feeling like maybe they have somehow failed because they've tried the more extrovert methods which haven't worked for them or because there's a lot of overnight success narrative in the online space and you know you're saying yeah it takes time it can take at least a month you know I generally say it takes 90 days to see something through but but that's not as sexy as people going oh I started my coaching business and I made 10k in the first month like obviously everyone's starting position is different and we never know the backstory but have you noticed this with clients that it's been quite damaging for them to be comparing themselves I'm going to say to these other messages oh yes I mean 100% I think you know those messages that you are going to make six figures right away, or you can, you know, book out your coaching practice immediately when you put up your website. I mean, those, those are the exception to the rule. And I think, you know, the rest of us try to do a good job about setting expectations. Like, you know, this is a long game. You really have to be committed to this. Um, And that's the case with marketing too. So I do see people, you know, being discouraged about that, thinking they should be somewhere that they're not. And I also sometimes see people searching for this, you know, silver bullet marketing strategy. Like what is the one thing that I can do to attract all the clients? Or what is the one social media platform I should be on to find my people? And it's, it would be lovely if it were that easy. (laughs) But you know, the truth is there are many ways to find clients and that's why it all goes back to the way that works best for you. I love that. I've started to use LinkedIn a lot more recently. So um, it's not something that I ever did before my business because I was in the same job for 17 years. So I, and it wasn't the kind of job that I would have an online CV. So I just never went on LinkedIn. And I remember a coach I was working with a few years ago, she was like, oh, you know, you should start a LinkedIn profile. There's quite a few business owners on there. And I thought, really? Because to me, it was just corporate. Um, (laughs) But I've connected with some amazing people. There's, um, you know, a lot of coaches and mentors working with introverts specifically over there, which has been great. Um, And a lot of my clients use it primarily as now there's their number one marketing platform. That's wonderful. Yeah, that just goes to show you, you know, don't dismiss something just because you hear it's not being popular or talked about as much. So one of the things that's come out a lot recently is about how Instagram is now not a photo sharing app. It's in fact pushing much more towards video. Obviously, we've seen that because, you know, my story views have been way more than any of the reach on my grid posts for for a long time. But 
how, what would you say to any introverts that are hearing that and going, oh, I've got to stop Instagram now. It's a waste of time. You know, I don't want to do reels. So it's not for me. Yeah, I know. I heard that news too. And I had to think about, well, how would this change my strategy? And to be honest, I didn't change that much. Uh, I have started, I started incorporating more video, but that's probably been a year or so since I've been doing that. So I think the most important thing is to stay consistent. So whatever you're doing, stay consistent. And if you can pepper in like a little more video, if it's a story, if it's a reel every now and then, that can help. Uh, And I think, you know, the thing that I hear my clients get caught up on is they feel like if they post a story or they post a reel, everything has to be perfect and the lighting has to be perfect and the hair and makeup has to be perfect. And, you know, all of these things hold us back from just putting ourselves out there. But the truth is people want to work with people who are approachable and like them. So it's so powerful if you can just show up as yourself. I read someone's post. I can't even remember who it was or where it was the other day, but he said something like, like spending 45 takes trying to get a real perfect is just such a waste of energy that either just like use the first take or, or don't do it. Because if you're going to throw that much into it every time, you're just going to deplete yourself. And you're going to hate it. Yeah. And if honestly, if you are not a social media influencer, there's no reason you should be spending that much time on social media, right? We all, we want to be serving our clients. So how can we, you know, choose the most effective marketing activities so that we can spend more time serving our clients? Something that I've done a lot more recently with the podcast is take more content from it. I used to just post once a week, like the show notes and and the audiogram. But then I realized that there was so much more in there. There were quotes and there were, you know, much more in the conversation. So now I usually have three and some weeks, four pieces of content just from that week's podcast episode, which is still a great way to, to serve people. You know, if they don't listen to the podcast, they can still read those pieces of content and get value from it. Yes, exactly. That is so important, um, especially for highly sensitives because we have to manage our energy. So instead of thinking of creating all these new pieces of content, it's a great strategy what you're doing. And what I do with blog posts is I write one blog post for the week. I use that to populate my social media content. Because like you said, there are you know pullout quotes, there are different themes, you can focus on different tips, and it can save you so much time. It's great. Sometimes there are like seven or eight really great like bullet points and quotes from one 20-minute episode. And I'm like, ah, I need I want to keep sharing this. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, even if you post that quote or a tip on social media, not everyone is seeing it. So you can repost it again in a couple of weeks or a month. Yeah, content repurpose it. That's a whole, a whole other episode. But, I know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's something that as introverts as well, we feel like, well, I don't want to keep putting the same thing out because people will get bored of it or people will get sick of it. And I'm like, maybe 10% of your audience saw it, if that, and then they may have just scrolled straight on past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe 10% of your audience saw it. And I think, I mean, if this statistic still holds true, but there was an old marketing statistic that people have to see basically the same message seven times to take action. That is a lot of times (laughs) and we are not repeating ourselves that much. So this is quite depressing, but I read that 
in the age of Google, because our attention spans now are so short, they think that that seven has risen to somewhere between 15 and 20. Oh my gosh. So it's doubled. Yeah. 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 Because I always used to work on the seven. Oh, someone needs to see it seven times, seven touch points. And then they were like, no, it's probably like somewhere nearer to 20, which makes sense because the online space is noisier and people have got less attention span, but... Right. And and the other thing that happens is when you start sharing the same same type of things over and over again, you know, slightly tweaking the copy, is you actually get known for that thing. So it's actually a good branding strategy to to do something like that, to be repurposing your content and resharing. My coach said to me when we first started together, she's like, You you will get bored of your own content. And if you're not bored of your own content, you're not talking about the same things often enough because you should be so bored of going introverts, highly sensitives, you know, and whatever the the content pillar was that I was talking about. She's like, you should be sick of it. You should be like, oh my God, not this again. Have I really got to write about this? Because that means you're doing it enough for people to start to associate you with that niche, right? Yes. Yes. That is a great mantra for sure. And I think we forget that, you know, not everyone has been following us for so long. I mean, your new followers need to know the information about you. Um, so it's important to keep sharing it. Perfect. I love that. Stacy. thank you so much for sharing all your marketing wisdom with us today as a fellow introvert, empath and HSP. But before I let you go, I would love to know your book recommendation for any listeners who are looking to grow and scale their online business. Yeah. So I love books. So it is really, really hard for me to pick just one book. Um, But one book that did help me, particularly in my journey to becoming more visible, was the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she has a wonderful uh, story about fear in there. And I think, you know, we can all, especially as introverts, relate to it. And that book really inspired me to be more creative and put myself out there. Perfect. But I'm going to drop the link to that in the show notes. I'm going to drop all of your links that you supplied me with in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to connect with you online, they will be able to find you there. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks so much, Emma Louise. So happy to chat with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.